Hello and welcome to the Anarcho-Biblicalist Podcast. I am Jordan, and with me as always is my brother. As God is to me, so I am to him, uh, Juan. How's it going? It's going absolutely terrible. Well, not terrible, but like, it's pretty bad. Because this is the Anarcho-Biblicalist Podcast, right? Yes, this is true. And do you know the world-famous anarchist? The only one? (laughs) One of the world-famous anarchists. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm talking about Noam Chomsky, right? Yes. You know, purveyor and writer of so many great theories and explanations to how society works. Lots of hits, the occasional miss. It just leaked that everybody remembers uh, the notorious, the really bad, no good, Jeffrey Epstein. He had a flight log in a black book. Oh, shit. Full of really famous names, right? Oh, shit. Well, it turns out he also had a calendar with several important dates and names marked on it. And literally, the last person I would have imagined to be on there is on there, which is Noam Chomsky. Oh, shit. Huh. But, you know, but then people were saying, you know what? Jeffrey Epstein did donate, like, several thousand dollars to MIT, where Chomsky uh, lectures. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe it's like, oh, he just kind of, like, met him on behalf of the university or whatever. Hmm. But then when uh, journalists reached out to him, to comment on it, he responded with, first of all, it's none of your business. Oh, my God. And B, it was a personal matter. Oh. To which now. Oh, that's a bad everybody gave him No, that's yeah, the wrong everybody answer. Gave, that's the really wrong answer. So now everybody's giving him the, the rock, the rock eye look. Like, what? With, with the fucking eyebrow up. Yeah, now I am too. Literally one of the last people I would have uh, guessed would have ever to do this. That's a disaster. You know who else was in the fucking calendar? Who? The CIA director. Well, that doesn't surprise <laughs> not, me. That doesn't surprise me. But it's like, now, now if anybody says that, like, Jeffrey Epstein fucking killed himself, just be like, that's stupid. Now I can for surely say that's stupid. This guy had CIA connections. <laughs> like, we all assumed he did. In, a bla- <laughs> in, like, a blackmailing scheme to get all these politicians and everything like you know to get blackmail on them basically oh god if only there was somebody could who could help us understand the systemic forces behind all of this <laughs> oh wait shit <laughs> he's on it too god damn it you uh. know what like like i'm such a fan that if he said yeah i just met a couple of times because he donated to mit that would have been enough for me to be like all right whatever a lot of people have claimed the same thing too as much as i dislike steven pinker from uh oxford like, he, he has claimed the same thing, too. It's like, oh, I just met him because he donated a lot and he, he was in these circles. Like, that's a thing he was known to do. Yeah. He would just go around talking to really, like, really famous people and, like, high-level high intellectuals about some, like, really crazy genetic ideas. Because he was just a weirdo yeah, like Yeah, because he was one of those weird, uh, I must pass my, my sperm on because I'm rich and therefore I, I'm better people. Yes, I, there's, there's got to be, like, a... I don't think they can be properly labeled eugenicists, but basically that's what they are. But I need a better term for these things because it's, it's also like how, why Elon Musk has kids. Yeah. According to him. Like, I'm just really smart. I'm just going to have a lot of kids to spread my smartness around. Because. I, I don't know what else to label them, though. Yeah, I mean, they. I think they basically are. They're just like neo eugenicists they're like closet yeah closet elitist eugenicists you know not to fucking sound like alex jones yeah i don't think it comes out of like a, a principled stance i think it just comes out of pure out narcissism it comes out of narcissism it comes out of like 
it comes out of survivor's bias and then it comes out of like misunderstandings of genetics and you know one thing that uh, a certain scholar who we're not who we're not going to mention on this podcast <laughs> said uh humans genetically are like are all like clones basically <laughs> like we have a very small amount of genetic differences between the lot of us which sometimes you know manifests in skin color but like our brains are probably very similar to the point where there's not like a big difference between any of our intellectual potential besides the factors that play on us god damn it why were you on the fucking epstein calendar why did you why did you say it was for personal matters that you don't want to talk about son of a bitch that and fucking that and fucking cambodia that and the khmer rouge are the oh yeah the genocide the genocide denial of uh yeah god damn it i mean you that can't always be hits you know yeah and god damn it here i know anarchists are supposed to avoid hero worship but like Come on, man. Well, I mean, it's kind of hard to avoid hero worship when there are so few people that, like, are actually principled. And so you just can't help but latch yourself onto one that actually is decently. Well, up until now. Yeah. But this is why this, why this motto goes. Uh, no gods, no masters, and definitely no heroes. Yeah. And speaking of gods, masters, and heroes, Juan. <laughs> oh, look at that. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna break all three of those rules and read the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, my favorite God, masters and heroes. Specifically, yeah, least... God, Pharaoh, and Moses in that order. <laughs> to be fair, though, they're probably a lot worse than whoever was on the Lolita Express. <laughs> Actually, that's a good question. <laughs> Who's worse, these people or people on the Lolita Express? Actually. The amount of damage you can cause right now is is tenfold effortlessly without as opposed to be back then, so maybe you're yeah, right. just just by like sheer population numbers comparatively. Yeah. Alright. So last time we talked about Moses going back to Egypt. Uh talked about when he almost got murdered by God that one time. He proceeded to unleash plagues on Egypt, uh, which are quickly doubled by Egypt's magicians. Now we're gonna get back into it. You ready, one? Yeah, let's go see how the Pharaoh does uh, oopsie daisy, how he does a blunder <laughs> uh, on God. <laughs> <laughs> so, before I get into it, for a little bit of uh, background context, well, for a little bit of uh, behind the scenes context for the listener, Juan likes for me to send him the Bible passages beforehand, and he said, Oh, it's. It, I, I think I think the last thing we read was uh, the last time that Pharaoh, uh, you know, psyched psyched Bamboozled. out psyched out uh, Moses and the Israelites. Now, with that in mind, let's read this next passage. Oh no! <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, "Go to Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews: Let my people go, so that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let them go and still hold them." The hand of the Lord will strike with deadly pestilence your livestock in the fields, the horses, the donkeys, the camels, the herds, and the flocks. The no, el burro, no! <laughs> uh, burros pobres. <laughs> Pobrecito burro. <laughs> Not the flocks. But the Lord will make distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, so that nothing shall die of all that belongs to the Israelites. The Lord set a time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land. And on the next day the Lord did so. All of the Egyptians' livestock died. 
but none of the Israelites' livestock died. Pharaoh inquired and found that not even one of the Israelites' livestock had died. But the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he would not let the people go. My dude, your country is going to fucking crumble right beneath your very eyes. Yeah, live by like, but like acts of magic way beyond your control, and you're just like, mm, no. It's like, hmm, I don't really care if uh about the nutritional consequences of there being no meat in my land. But here's the question, Juan: Will he care about pimples? Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, "Take handfuls of soot from the kiln, and let Moses throw it in the air in the sight of the Pharaoh." It shall become dust all over the land of Egypt, and shall cause festering boils on humans and animals throughout the whole land of Egypt. So they took soot from the kiln and stood before Pharaoh, and Moses threw it in the air, and it caused festering boils on humans and animals. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils, for the boils afflicted the magicians as well as all the Egyptians. But the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he would not listen to them, just as the Lord has spoken to Moses. God damn! <laughs> they all they, they all they all fuck me now, and now they can't stand God's wrath. Let, starving? Well, that's whatever. The Egyptian said, "I will turn all but of don't the fuck land. Up my gains. I will turn all of the water in the land to blood, but I don't want to get I don't want to get no boils." <laughs> he was okay with like turning Egypt into fucking modern day LA, like no water and blood everywhere. <laughs> but as soon as he got ugly, he's like, "Okay, fine, I give in." <laughs> Uh, the magicians were about to give in, but the magicians gave but, but Pharaoh, in. But Pharaoh, uh, you know, Pharaoh's heart is hardened even to pimples. It's like his heart and heart like a medical condition. Does he have like that thing that turns your skin into fucking tree bark, but like for your heart? I think he has like a like a Percy Shelley calcified heart going on at this point. That's a lot of things to just fucking your heart and your heart on, dude. Like the world is like the world around you is literally ending right before your very eyes, and you're still like, nah. <laughs> or is it just a brain damage from the incest that fucking you can't comprehend what's going on? He's very susceptible to. Uh, I think that's actually the reason for the calcified heart. Probably, <laughs> maybe that's I, it. Maybe it's a ge- maybe it's a genet- a heritable thing. I, I don't think that like IQ. Is, <laughs> I don't think the calcified heart thing is uh I don't know that thing is so rare I don't think it's uh irritable like that. I think it's I think it's like IQ in that it's more environmentally affected. But the brain damage or the calcified heart. The calcified heart, but oh. but, but I think it's more you know your environment than it is your genetics. But like I feel like it's genetics right now, so it, I think it so I think it must be. It could be environmental because he could join in the cats and drinking a lot of milk. And so, you know, all the calcium, it can't build up in his bones anymore. That's true. So it goes into his heart. That's true. I think the only way to settle this is to pay, is to use all of the podcast money to pay, uh, to pay Harvard professors to figure out, uh, figure out what's really, you really, really just get to the bottom of this. (laughs) Oh, shit. Let me, let me open up the the podcast bank account. (laughs) Uh, Let's see how much we can spare. And oh my God. It's empty. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, let's put that on the on the on the on the docket for the next meeting. We got to figure out how to get podcast money going, get the podcast funds up, so we can so we can pay eugenicist I, uh, academics to figure out what causes calcified hearts. And that's gonna be expensive because they're only at Harvard. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Let's see what let's see what this god guy has to say here, because I think he's about to talk. 
Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise up early in the morning and present yourself before Pharaoh, and say to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, so that they may serve me. For this time I will send all my plagues upon you, yourself, your officials, your people, so that you may know that there is no one like me in all the earth. Indeed, by now I could have stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, and you would have been cut off from the earth. But this is why I have let you live, to show my power and to make my name resound through all the earth. You are still exalting yourself against my people by not letting them go. Tomorrow at this time I will cause the heaviest hail to fall that has ever fallen in Egypt from the day it was founded until now. Send, therefore, and have your livestock and everything that you have in the open field brought to a secure place. Every human or animal that is in the open field and is not brought under shelter will die when the hail comes down upon them. Those officials of Pharaoh who feared the word of the Lord hurried their slaves and livestock off to secure place. But those who did not regard the word of the Lord left the slaves and livestock in the open field. A big buildup for a little bit of hail. <laughs> it's May, and this is still happening here in the Chicagoland area. You, oh, is this supposed to be scary for me? <laughs> it literally just held on my way to to the grocery store this weekend. But it fucking crushed my bolillo. <laughs> poor burro. The poor burros in this story, though. Now they're gonna get hailed on. Poor burros and the poor slaves. Yeah. The ones that supposedly got supposed to be helping. No, yeah, you're right. They're just gonna get pelted with fucking hail. God's not a very good ally either. It's a bit of a god cope, though, if you think about it. Like, I could kill you, but I don't even want to. And also, I have a girlfriend, but you wouldn't know her because she goes to a different school. <laughs> Uh, she lives in another uh, firmament. Yeah, she lives in another firmament. Firmament. Yeah, because I, I think the thing with this hail is I is that we don't know how big it is. Like, I'm from the modern world, and I need a weatherman to describe the size of hail by comparing it to various-sized balls, you know? <laughs> I don't know how serious this is. If it's the size of a golf ball, that's whatever. I can I can make do, right? Size of Tennis a bowling ball, ball. though. <laughs> oh, shit. Bowling. Like, that's... You're, you're in the red. It's like, oh, shit. I might want to put my car away, too. Bowling balls? Well, I, I feel sorry for the homeless people in Chicago, then. <laughs> or the slaves. Remember them? Or the burros. Poor burros. All right. Yeah, just like, dog. Uh, dog. <laughs> God, God is just like <laughs> turning on friendly fire to the fucking max. You don't give a fuck. Simply does not care. But then again, neither do I in Total War Rome when I let the catapults fly. Damn, you're like that fucking, uh, you're like that fucking scene from Braveheart where he has the archers fire even though they're gonna kill their own men. That's fucked up. Alright, let's see, let's, speaking of, speaking of, uh, fire from a catapult, let's, let's read this next bit. The Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward heaven so that hail may fall on the whole land of Egypt, on humans and animals, and all the plants of the field in the land of Egypt. Okay, now you've gone too far. <laughs> not the plants. <laughs> You're okay with the animal kingdom getting hit, but but not the plant kingdom. Well, yeah, because what has the plant kingdom done for? You? I mean, done to you. Uh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I can name Wait. three burros that have attacked me. <laughs> I'm sure I'll think of something. I'll get back to you. <laughs> then Moses stretched out his staff towards heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and fire came down on the earth. And the Lord. Oh, cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the Lord rained hail on the land of Egypt. There was hail and with fire flashing continually in the midst of it. 
Such heavy hail as has never fallen in the, all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. The hail struck down everything that was in the open field throughout all the land of Egypt, both human and animal. The hail also struck down all the plants of the field and shattered every tree in the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the Israelites were, was there no hail. Holy shit, he turned Egypt into Washington State. <laughs> That's a lot of hail. <laughs> That's a lot of fire. That's a lot of fire. That's a lot of fire and hail. Dude, you're right. Shit. <laughs> it's that fucking plague every day in the Pacific Northwest. Fucking British every, Columbia. Every, yeah, every summer, like, Northern California, Oregon, and Washington just experience hell on Earth, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's the time of season again. It's that time of season. Guess I think God maybe just doesn't want them to live there anymore. Maybe... He wants, he wants them to do something. I don't know what. I could think of a few things, but I'm not sure which. It's not like anybody lives there anyways, but a few towns here and there. <laughs> like, literally, all of California is, like, several dozen counties south of where the fires are. So he's not hitting the right places. <laughs> Maybe he's not mad at them. Maybe the sinful cities are doing okay. I, God, next time, please, just hit Silicon Valley. Ah, you'll be getting your message across. I, mean, I feel like this god would be okay with Silicon Valley, but maybe that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they also shit under slaves, too. <laughs> Alright, remember that thing that I said earlier about uh, Pharaoh uh, faking people out? <laughs> it was premature. Th this is the paragraph for that. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said to them, This time I have sinned. The Lord is in the right, and I and my people are in the wrong. Pray to the Lord. Enough of God's thunder and hail. I will let you go. You need stay no longer. Moses said to him, As soon as I have gone out of the city, I will stretch out my hands to the Lord. The thunder will cease and there will be no more hail, so that you may know that the earth is the Lord's. But as for you and your officials, I know that you do not yet fear the Lord God. Now the flax and the barley were ruined, for the barley was in the ear and the flax was in bud. But the wheat and the spelt were not ruined, for they are late in coming up. Just an aside between you and me, Juan. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so Moses left Pharaoh, went out of the city, and stretched out his hands to the Lord. Then the thunder and the hail ceased, and the rain no longer poured down on the earth. But when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had ceased, he sinned once more and hardened his heart, he and his officials. So the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, and he would not let the Israelites go, just as the Lord had spoken through Moses. Oh, Pharaoh. Oh, this fucking guy. <laughs> this, just, this is just starting to have the fucking plot of, like, a Tom and Jerry cartoon. <laughs> this, it, like, this back and forth is comedic. Charlie Brown's getting the football pulled out from under him, that's for sure. <laughs> many times it has repeated that Pharaoh's heart has hardened. It's just fucking absurd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This fucking guy. And so now Brandon the Pinky are back in the labs like, hmm, what can we do now? Don't worry, Juan. This is the last time that he fakes them out. When, when we were starting to read the Bible, I never realized it was going to have, like, it's not going to have the vibe of a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what God's got to say about the situation. I think and he's a coming flake? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got, like, th we got three more plagues. <laughs> Let's see what God's got to say. <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, 
Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his officials, in order that I may show these signs of mine among them, and that you may tell your children and your grandchildren how I have made fools of the Egyptians, and what signs I have done among them, so that you may know that I am the Lord. So so I guess it's it's sort of God's scheme. So he's just like... He's just upping up the difficulty to flex. He's 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 doing a big flex. In fact, I have a theory about why he uh, why he's flexing so hard. But uh, we'll get to that a little later in the episode. For now, we got more shenanigans. Same vibe as the people who make videos. Be like, can I beat Dark Souls three with only the starting dagger? <laughs> it's like, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> God's doing it to himself. It's like the meme of the fucking person putting the stick in, in the spokes of their own bike, them falling over. Ah, oh, fucking Egyptians. Fucking Egyptians. Fucking Pharaoh. All right, all right, Moses and Aaron are gonna... Moses, Aaron, and Pharaoh are doing their fucking shtick again. Let's, let's get into it. All right, let's look at the results of the gains. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go, so that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let my people go, I will bring locusts into your country. They shall cover the surface of the land, so that no one will be able to see the land. They shall devour the last remnant left after the hail, and they shall devour every tree of yours that grows in the field. They shall fill your houses, and the houses of all your officials, and of all the Egyptians, something that neither your parents nor your grandparents have seen. From the day they came on earth to this day. Then he turned and went away from Pharaoh. So it looks like God's going to take this situation from partial crop failure to total crop failure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was just he was just uh, putting on the loop before he, uh, when he just fucked up the entirety of Egypt. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully someone in the, in the room isn't being uh, Emperor Palpatine mind clouded. It's seeing some common sense here. Do you realize we're going to leave Egypt with some spoils? At this rate, there's not going to be any spoils left for the Israelites. <laughs> like, what are they going to take with them? Like, the, the, the balls of hails? <laughs> I hope so. And just and, and they, like, compact them to, to, like, hopefully carry some ice into the desert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's, there's an alternate timeline in there somewhere. <laughs> but for now, we have this lame timeline. One where they uh, discovered some, like, primitive form of refrigeration technology. <laughs> yeah, if only. All right, let's see what these what these guys are thinking. Pharaoh's official said to him, How long shall this fellow be a snare to us? Send the people away so that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not yet understand that Egypt is ruined? Yeah, he has a point with that first thing he said. Because why do they just keep letting Moses and Aaron just, like, walk up to the Pharaoh? <laughs> they keep letting them in. <laughs> and, like, granted, they'd probably do this shit even if they couldn't talk to him, but, like... But, but yeah, yeah they but keep... it's just... It's like, they're just walking up to him, and it's like, so, you evaded our plants again, huh? Like, it's a fucking anime. <laughs> oh, dude, you're gonna love this next bit, one. They come back, like... <laughs> <laughs> so Moses and Aaron were brought oh, no, back no, to I'm Pharaoh. Sorry. They, they keep, they keep, they, <laughs> sorry. they keep letting Moses and Aaron in, like Doctor Doofenshmirtz lets him parry the platypus. <laughs> <laughs> so Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh, <laughs> and he said to them, "Go serve the Lord your God." But which ones are to go? Moses said, "We will go with our young and our old." 
We will go with our sons and our daughters, and with our flocks and herds, because we have the Lord's festival to celebrate. He said to them, The Lord will indeed be with you if I ever let your little ones go with you. Plainly you have some evil purpose in mind. No, never. Your men may go and serve the Lord, for that is what you are asking. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. <laughs> so they did kick him out eventually. <laughs> and to be fair, Pharaoh like entirely saw the ruse going on. But at that point, you should probably just fucking let him go anyways. Yeah. It's like in revolutions where the shitty monarch is like three steps behind what's going on in the streets. And like the revolutionaries are calling for his head to get cut off. And then he comes out and is like, guys, all right, I hear you. You can have a parliament. <laughs> I've, I've heard the will of the people. <laughs> yeah, try, try, try to alleviate things way too fucking late. Yeah, I mean, you know, guess that's power for you. Power runs on incentives, and what the fuck is the incentive here of just letting God just play fucking Dark Sorcerer with your fucking land? Slaves. <laughs> you know what, actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you saw what happened to the Confederacy. That was pretty yeah, comparable yeah. to this. Yeah, you're right. They, they kind of just let, like, love the, their shit just burn to their ground before they let go of their slaves. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, Sherman and... Grant are the Moses and Aaron of that situation. <laughs> oh, shit. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Instead of hit fire and hail, it's fire and lead. <laughs> yeah. Alright, God's got another scheme. Let's hear him out. <laughs> then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt, so that the locusts may come upon it, and eat every plant in the land, all that the hail has left. So Moses stretched out his staff over the land of Egypt, and the Lord brought an east wind upon the land, all the day and all the night. When morning came, the east wind had brought the locusts. The locusts came upon all the land of Egypt and settled on the whole country of Egypt. Such a dense swarm of locusts as has never been before, nor ever shall be again. They covered the surface of the whole land so that the land was black, and they ate all the plants in the land and all the fruit of the trees that the hail had left. Nothing green was left in the trees, or in the plants in the fields, in all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh hurriedly summoned Moses and Aaron, <laughs> and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Do forgive my sins this once, and pray to the Lord your God that at the least he removed this deadly thing from me. So he went out from Pharaoh and prayed to the Lord. The Lord changed the wind into a very strong west wind, which lifted the locusts and drove them into the Red Sea. Not a single locust was left in all the country of Egypt. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let the Israelites go. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> I like how God is just like, all right, come in. Then the Lord has served a purpose. He's like, never mind. Shoo. Fuck. <laughs> go off fuck with Persia or something. Yeah, here. Scram. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a good note, speaking of cardinal directions being screwed up. Uh, because the locusts will not come from the east, right? Well, both Persia and uh, the Red Sea are to the west of Egypt, or pardon me, are to the east of Egypt, so a strong west wind wouldn't take them away. And in the footnote, instead of the Red Sea, it has the Reed Sea, which is generally agreed to be more correct than the Red Sea, the, the Sea of Reeds or the Reed Sea, but it has generally and historically been mistranslated as Red Sea. So what's the Sea of Reeds? I don't know if anyone's entirely sure, especially since especially since bodies of water over thousands of years 
change more than I would have initially thought before looking into it. Yeah, that's true. That's very understandable, actually. That that kind of like scratches like a a, lo- a little itch of mine, which is just l- like looking at maps that are completely wrong from back then. Yeah, yeah. I just I love looking at those things. Yeah, they're pretty fun. Even shit from the 1800s is pretty different than it is now. Like the Mississippi River in the Civil War, as opposed to now. Like there's a bunch of like forts that were on islands that were that are now like underwater. No, yeah, they. They changed a lot quickly and in very short time span than a lot of people give them credit for. Yeah, yeah. Like, even just around here, you know, because I live to, like, a bunch of swampy areas, a lot of little creeks, 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 and little rivers and uh, lakes that have changed completely since I first got here. Mm. There's a lake I walk my dog that was, like, twice as small before when I moved here. So, yeah, people don't understand how, I don't think they can grasp just how much in a lifetime those things can change. Yeah. But keep this mistranslation in your back pocket, because it's going to be important later, as you may know from pop culture, culture spoilers. Let's keep going, because we got another fucking plague here, and that plague is named Dark. (laughs) Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand toward heaven so that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt. Oh my god, (laughs) he just keeps repeating himself. (laughs) The darkness that can be felt. No, not not any, not not those fucking only visible darknesses. <laughs> so Moses stretched out his hand towards heaven, and there was a dense darkness in all the land of Egypt for three days. People could not see one another, and for three days they could not move from where they were. But all the Israelites had light where they lived. Mechanism unknown. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and said, "Go, serve the Lord." Only your flocks and your herds shall remain behind. How did Pharaoh find Moses? <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> Fucking stumbled in the dark. <laughs> Only your flocks and your herds shall remain behind. Even your little ones may go with you. But Moses said, You must also let us have sacrifices and burnt offerings to sacrifice to the Lord our God. Our livestock must go with us. Not a hoof shall be left behind. For we must choose some of them to serve the Lord our God. And we will not know what to use to serve the Lord until we arrive there. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart again, and he was unwilling to let them go. Then Pharaoh said to him, Get away from me! Take care that you do not see my face again, for on the day you see my face you shall die. Moses said, Just as you say, I will never see your face again. How can I see your face when everything is really dark? <laughs> that's, what, that, that's what he said it. He was like, you're, you're never going to see my face. Oh, <laughs> next time you <laughs> know. No, I don't think that's actually in the. No, I don't think that's actual. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe, but maybe Moses' response could be clever. It's like, yeah, I'll never see it again. <laughs> <laughs> when I click the next button on my screen, it better not give me tenth plague, or yeah, it better not give me a tenth plague. <laughs> oh boy! Juan. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Juan. We're wrapping these up. <laughs> this book just loves to repeat itself. <coughs> Don't worry, Juan. We're getting to the big one. You're 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 ready to get into it. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting to get these fucking plagues over with. All right. The Lord said to Moses, "I will bring one more plague upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterward, he will let you go from here." Indeed, when he lets you go, he will drive you away. 
Tell the people that every man is to ask his neighbor, and every woman is to ask her neighbor for objects of silver and gold. The Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, Moses himself was a man of great importance in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's officials, and in the sight of the people. Moses said, Thus says the Lord, About midnight I will go out through Egypt. Every firstborn in the land shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sits on his throne, to the firstborn of the female slave who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the livestock. There will be a loud cry throughout the whole land of Egypt, such as never been seen before, or will ever be seen again. But not a dog shall growl at any of the Israelites, not at people, not at animals, so that you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. Then all the officials of yours shall come down to me and bow low to me, saying, Leave us, you and all the people who follow you. After that, I will leave. And in hot anger he left Pharaoh. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, in order that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron performed all these wonders before Pharaoh, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not let the Israelites go out of his land. So did God just plan to kill a bunch of firstborns as a distraction so the Israelites could get out of Egypt? Nope. He intends to kill them so that Pharaoh will let them go. Not a so- not a distraction. They're they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be kicked out of Egypt. Oh, so it's like, yeah. Well, we don't quit because you're firing us. So I get my unemployment. <laughs> you know what? That's not a bad comparison. <laughs> That's actually a really apt metaphor. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I was hoping I was gonna come up as a fucking idiot. <laughs> and they are gonna get their fucking they are gonna get their fucking unemployment checks too. <laughs> they are gonna get their severance package. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 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 Alright, one. We're about to get into my theory. We're about to get into my theory as to why this fit why 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 god has been fucking dragging this shit along so long and i think it's because he has a vision he has a vision for a new holiday called passover and he's fucking <laughs> excited about it he has so many plans and i think that he is destroying the land of egypt mostly so he can have a good backstory <laughs> so for it oh my god that is so fucking funny <laughs> Let's get into my evidence. Observe. Let's go. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, This month shall mark for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell the whole congregation of Israel that on the tenth of this month they are to eat a lamb for each family, a lamb for each household. If a household is too small for a whole lamb, then he shall join his closest neighbor in obtaining one. The land shall be divided in proportion to the number of people who eat it. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a year old male, You may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the 14th day of this month. Then the whole assembled congregation of of Israel shall slaughter it at twilight. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two posts and the lintel of the house in which they eat it. They shall eat the lamb at the same night. They shall eat it roasted over the fire with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. 
Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roast it over the fire with its head, legs, and inner organs. You shall let none of it remain until the morning. Anything that remains until morning, you shall burn it with fire. This is how you shall eat it. Your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it hurriedly. It is the Passover of the Lord. I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, from human to animal, and on all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be assigned for you on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over it, and no plague shall destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So he's like, okay, new holiday just dropped. This is also, uh, he's describing both what's about to happen and the holiday of Passover. Basically saying, you know, kill a lamb, eat it this way, put the blood on your door. That's how I will know to spare you from my wrath. And, yeah. Also, if I'm I'm correct, there's a little bit about unleavened bread there. there was. I could be wrong. But he goes on. This day shall be a day of remembrance for you. You shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord. Throughout your generations you shall observe it as a perpetual ordinance. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses, for whoever eats leavened bread from the first until the seventh day shall be cut off from Israel. On the first day you shall hold a solemn assembly, and on the seventh day a solemn assembly. No work shall be done on those days, only what everyone must eat. That alone may be prepared by you. You shall observe the festival of unleavened bread. For on this day I brought your companies out of the land of Egypt. You shall observe this day throughout your generations as a perpetual ordinance. In the first month, from the evening of the fourteenth day until the evening of the twenty-first day, you shall eat unleavened bread. For seven days no leaven shall be found in your houses. For whoever eats what is leaven shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether an alien or a native of the land. You shall eat nothing leavened. In all your settlements you shall eat unleavened bread. This begs a really important question for me. What the hell does leavened mean? Basically, like, risen... Like, you know, like, yeast oh, so rises the bread like up. fucking crackers? Basically. It's, it's matzah. It's a... Okay, yeah, I get, I get you. It's it's like a flat... It's like a it's like a Jewish flatbread. It's a little crackery. I'll be honest, I've had a little. I mean, it sounds delicious. Yeah, it's not bad. Alright, we get a little bit of story back in here. But, but, but keep in mind... Keep in mind all these rules he's laying down, okay? Uh, I will try. I don't even think I don't even think Jewish people have all these rules down to a fucking teeth, but I will do my best. <laughs> then Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, "Go, select lambs for your families, and slaughter the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and touch the lintel and the two doored posts with the blood of the basin. None of you shall go outside the door of your house until morning." For the Lord will pass through to strike down the Egyptians. When he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over that door and will not allow the destroyer to enter the houses to strike you down. You shall observe this as a perpetual ordinance for you and your children. When you come to the land that the Lord will give you, as he has promised, you shall keep this observance. And when your children ask, What does this observance mean to you? You shall say, It is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord, for he passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt when he struck down the Egyptians but spared our houses. And the people bowed and worshipped. Oh, that's why it's called Passover. Yeah. The Israelites went and did as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. So they did. Yeah, that part was ostensibly in the present in terms of the story, but uh, it, it is also kind of about the festival. 
Yeah, like God was imagining right? the festival as he was explaining the situation, so. Yeah. Let's keep going. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of the livestock. Pharaoh arose in the night, he and all his officials and all the Egyptians. And there was a loud cry in Egypt, for there was not a house without someone dead. Then he summoned Moses and Aaron in the night and said, Rise up, go away from my people, both you and the Israelites. Go, serve the Lord as you said. Take your flocks and your herds as you said, and be gone. And yeah, ask a blessing for me too. I don't like you anymore. Just take the severance package and go. Take the severance package and go. And he's never going, and he and he means it this time. But yeah, God you know, just indiscriminately just killed a bunch of fucking people. He sure did, didn't he? <laughs> Anything it's kind of weird that Pharaoh waited until night, like he was probably morning or something. Kind of weird to me he didn't urge them to fucking leave as soon as I don't know what, like a fifth of all the people in Egypt were fucking dead. Yeah, what one would think like a program or something would break out, but uh, not uh, so the fucking I don't know, I don't know enough about the nature of uh, mourning and death to. To say whether anger or sadness would be the so, first thing. let's recap. The fucking Nile is all blood. <laughs> Whatever was supposed to spring up that spring, crop-wise, is not going to fucking do that. And Ain't going to do that shit. The Lord has destroyed whatever was left of the the crops. Mm-hmm. Every, everyone's, everyone's got boils. Ugly. It was dark for three days. A lot, a lot of their um, herd is fucking gone from being pelted by hail. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of snakes and... There's a lot of snakes in Pharaoh's chambers now. True. And there's also a lot of snakes. Frogs. There's also a lot of snakes Flies, in gnats. Pharaoh's chamber, if you get my meaning. <laughs> 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 oh, I saw the thumbnail for the last episode. I get what you mean. <laughs> I, can't be- I can't believe he literally took like the complete destruction of Egypt for him to just finally be like, go, go away. And what's funny is that, like, historically, we know, like, See, you took it. Egypt probably didn't suffer a blow this big around that time. And not from this, right? Yeah. I mean, this is n- probably near the Bronze Age collapse, but, like, I don't know about all this. <laughs> so, so, but basically, the point is, like, not only did it take all of this to happen for him to finally tell the Israelites to go fuck off, they eventually recovered from this. Which I think is more of a fucking triumph of the Egyptians yeah. than what I'm assuming is going to happen to the Israelites. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, no, shit. <laughs> Egypt sure does bounce back from this, huh? I don't think... I think if you killed like a fifth of well, any just the, population... Well, cl- well hmm, I don't know. I guess Paraguay went through something pretty nearly so catastrophic and bounced back. I don't know if you have any uh, South American slander. I don't know if you have any sl- South American slander yeah, or uh, digs to no, literally to no pull against the Paraguayans. But <laughs> Paraguayans, who I don't fucking know. Anyway, <laughs> don't give a shit either. <laughs> but like, just a million, like a million, not just like if I'm downplaying the number, but like a million people died during the COVID pandemic here in the United States, and it disrupted the fucking economy to this mm-hmm. fucking day. There is still a labor shortage, and inflation is at an all-time high. Yeah. 
and this is a country that could easily have recovered from way more people dying. But I, 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 I but you know, what's a million out of like three hundred million? Like what point zero three percent? Uh, yeah. So not yeah. so like not even half a percentage, and we're still what two or three years later after supposedly the pandemic. No, two years maybe, year and a half. Actually, I don't know. It could still be going on for all I fucking know. But like supposedly the pandemic's over and we're still feeling the effects of it. So you know, and that's points. Yeah, point zero three of the of of the population gone from the United States. But again, also just look at World War Two Europe and Japan. Like so much of their population was fucking decimated, and it, they only recovered through like subsidies from the U.S. government. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a. Yeah, it's quite so, the it's quite the glow up, it's quite the comeback. <laughs> I don't know. This will eventually be like a huge W for the Egyptians, ironically. Big dub. If you think about it, this is actually a pretty big dub yeah, for like each. A, <laughs> it's like a grinder mentality. No, actually, growing up in poverty is privilege because then you can work yourself up like no one has ever seen before. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're, I I know I know we've gotten into the Egypt grind set, the Egypt uh, the Egypt glow up, but uh, we we gotta watch him take oh, an L we, here. We real watch quick. now. You, wait, you wanna know who else is taking a huge fat L right now? Speaking of grind culture, oh, who's that? Did you, did you know Andrew Tate is now selling anime body pillow? Not selling advertising. Oh, that's a that's a that's an L. Yeah, all these all these fucking Sigma male grind set fucking son of a bitches are now a lot of them are are fucking advertising. Anime waifu body pillows. <laughs> yeah, it, if if I thought he had any any moral integrity or any like principles, I I I'd say that that seems like it goes against those. But fun. <laughs> I know Tate. Last time I heard, Allah was not a big fan of the anime waifu pillows. Last I heard, did he tell you? <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> Oh, because all the fucking Muslims are Twitter are fucking shitting on him right now. Oh shit! Because <laughs> it's because like the anime waifu pills are Western degeneracy. Mm. Which like they're right. <laughs> I I don't have a fucking problem with it other than well I personally I personally have a problem with somebody having that because like ew weirdo stay the fuck away from me. But like logically, there's no problem with somebody having that. I gotta think about whether I'm yucking on someone's yums or if there's like a, an element of sexism there. That I'm that I'm righteously attacking. I think it depends on what pillow they got. Because <laughs> if it's like, I don't know, if, if if it's like an anime woman, it's like, well, okay, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. But if it's one that looks like a lot, like a little girl, like a lot of them tend to be. Yeah, that's I'm, that's, I'm, a, that's I'm, a... I'm, I'm giving him the rock, eyebrow lifted, stare. <laughs> Man, fucking fucking two eyebrow, t- fucking two rock eyebrow looks. In this episode, that's a that's a record. Everybody's just asking like a sussy bucko around. All right, Wannington, let's get into let's get into this Egyptian L. It's gonna help them with their grind set though, because they're it's gonna it's gonna make make them come from, you know, come come from further down from the bottom. L plus ratio plus devastating crops. <laughs> plus fifth of your population dead. Plus boils. Yeah, plus boils. <laughs> The Egyptians urged the people to hasten their departure from the land, for they said, We shall all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, with their kneading bowls wrapped up in their cloths on their shoulders. The Israelites had acted according to the word of Moses. 
they had asked the Egyptians for jewelry of silver and gold, and for clothing. And the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, so that they left them what they were asked. And so they plundered the Egyptians. Seems like they all forgot the kneading bowls were infested with frogs. <laughs> that's right, my bowls. Well, that well, well, that's why they uh, they just packed them up instead of using them to leaven the bread. You see. <laughs> oh, cool. All's, all's well that ends well, I guess. The important thing ended up okay. The important thing is that we finally got reparations. Got reparations, and they're out of Egypt, right? Right. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Getting there. <laughs> the Israelites journeyed from Ramses to Sakath, about 600,000 men on foot, besides little ones. A mixed crowd also went up with them, and livestock in great numbers, both flocks and herds. To be honest, I don't know the difference. They baked unleavened cakes of the dough that they had brought out of Egypt. It was not leavened, because they were driven out of Egypt and could not wait, nor had they prepared any provisions for themselves. The time that the Egyptians had lived in Egypt was 430 years. At the end of 430 years, on that very day, all the companies of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. That was for the Lord a night of vigil, to bring them out of the land of Egypt. That same night is a vigil to be kept for the Lord by all the Israelites throughout their generations. Well, you tell me since like first Jacob, not Jacob, Joseph, Joseph just, you know, sold into slavery for the Egypt, and by the time of Moses, it was 430 years? I have vague memories of a Harvard professor saying that the timeline is inconsistent, but I'm going to be honest, no, it's not. I don't remember. <laughs> That's a big period of time for, A, to anybody even remember who Joseph was, or fucking, I don't know, maybe through the legends, but, you know, the story would have been extremely diluted, and even now, I don't see how Moses would have known who the fuck they were, considering he lived in an Egyptian palace. Plus, if I remember the fucking genealogy part that I skipped over correctly, Moses is like Levi's like grandson or great grandson, so it really should just be like eighty years or some shit. That's what I would have expected. Now there's six hundred thousand of them apparently. Is six hundred thousand like a surprising number? I didn't really think too much about that. It like seems like a slaves. lot for like four generations. I could yeah. be wrong though. I could be wrong. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a big human reproduction expert i've never even heard of sex so yeah i have i have a waifu pillow so i (laughs) I can't even comment i also want to point out as a minor thing that god said don't leaven your bread and then the bible later says they didn't leaven their bread because they had to move so quick uh it's good on good on you it's like one of the minor contradictions (laughs) but speaking of god describing things and giving giving orders about passover uh, we're about to get more Passover, so yeah. God, God really just went like, "Damn, I'm making this situation really complicated. I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait for the festivities that are gonna come from this." <laughs> yeah, I hope you liked. Uh, I hope you like there being story in this episode because we're not gonna get back to that for a minute. Yo, imagine if Roosevelt entered World War II thinking like, "Look, I know you're all opposing the idea." But, like, just imagine how grand our Memorial Days are going to (laughs) be. This is going to make a sick fucking holiday. (laughs) The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of the Passover. No foreigner shall eat of it, but any slave who has been purchased may eat of it after he has been circumcised. 
No. <laughs> no bound or hired servant may eat of it. It shall be eaten in one house. You shall not take any of the animal outside the house, and you shall not break any of its bones. The whole congregation of Israel shall do this. If an alien who resides with you wants to celebrate the Passover of the Lord, all his males shall be circumcised. Then he may draw near to celebrate it. He shall be regarded as a native of the land, but no uncircumcised person shall eat of it. There shall be one law for the native-born and for the alien who resides among you. All the Israelites did just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. That very day the Lord brought the Israelites out of the land of Egypt, company by company. What a fucking plot to get more fucking foreskins. (laughs) Wait, wait, hold on. God has one more thing to say before we move on. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate for me all the firstborn. Whatever is the first to open the womb among the Israelites, of human beings and animals, is mine. Okay. Oh, I uh, guess now he needs stem cells to build Jesus. Yeah. That's gotta be it. He's getting the he's getting the factory back up, baby. <laughs> Wait, so what does that imply? That like the fucking firstborns are his? Like, do they sacrifice him to him? I don't think humans. Probably animals. Instead of human beings and animals is mine. Yeah. But the human beings are probably like more metaphorically consecrated. Well, now I gotta look up what consecrated means. It's like sacred. It sounds like a lot of nastier word than what it means. <laughs> no, yeah. God wanted to interject with that that last little thing, but but now Moses is, is gonna say a thing. Moses said to the people, Remember this day on which you came out of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, because the Lord brought you out from there by the strength of his hand. No leavened bread shall be eaten. Today, in the month of Abib, you are going out. When the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, which he swore to your ancestors to give you, a land flowing with milk and honey, you shall keep this observance in this month. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a festival to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. No leavened bread shall be seen in your possession, and no leaven shall be seen among you in all your territory. You shall tell your children on that day, It is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. It shall serve for you as a sign on your hand and as a reminder on your forehead, so that the teaching of the Lord may be on your lips. For with a strong hand the Lord brought you out of Egypt. You shall keep this ordinance at its proper time from year to year. Wait, wait, Moses, did did God, did God tell you to say this? I think God told him to say this. I think God was so excited about the Passover that he told Moses to say this thing just so, just, just to, just to trick us. God really wants this fucking holiday, huh? God is just so excited about, he, he is just really down on unleavened bread right now. And he really wants to tell us how this holiday works. We really could have played a drinking game with how many times the word leavened is fucking said in this chapter. I think we'd have died, though. <laughs> I think... That won't have stopped me. <laughs> Damn. That's devotion. That's... One's more... That one's more spiritual, miracle, lyrical individual than, than <laughs> anyone. <laughs> Yo, I can't, I, can't, I can't wait to see how you explain that to my family. It's like he died being really devoted to the Bible. <laughs> They'll be like, what the fuck do you mean? He didn't even <laughs> like that shit. <laughs> no, but he was really devoted to alcohol. <laughs> All right, good news, Juan. Uh, 
I think God only has one more thing to say about the Passover. <laughs> when he the, really likes this holiday. He, he is a he really he really wanted to tell us about it. When the Lord has brought you into the land of Canaan, as he swore to you and your ancestors, and has given it to you, you shall set apart to the Lord all that first opens the womb. All the firstborn offspring of your livestock that are males shall be the Lord's. But every firstborn donkey you shall redeem with sheep. If you do not redeem it, you must break its neck. Oh, okay. The burro. No, burro. (laughs) Every firstborn male among your children you shall redeem. When in the future your child asks, what does this mean? You shall answer, by strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt, from the house of slavery. When Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go, the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from human firstborn to the firstborn of animals. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord every male that first opens the womb, but every firstborn of my sons I redeem. It shall serve as a sign on your hand, as an emblem on your forehead, that by strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt. But, like, it was his hand that was keeping you guys in Egypt in the first place. He admitted it. He was hardening Pharaoh's heart. <laughs> like, yeah, it took a lot of his fucking effort to take you out. Only because he was putting in a lot of effort of convincing the Pharaoh not to do so otherwise. <laughs> Just so he could flex for this specific holiday. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you should celebrate. You should have celebrated when I beat Dark Souls 3 with only a dagger. It's like, but, like, you wanted to do that. You had a fun time doing it. Why do I? Why do I have to celebrate it? I don't even give a shit. <laughs> what a fucking guy. What a fucking asshole. <laughs> he literally could have just at the first, like the moment he remembered, he left a bunch of fucking Israelites in Egypt. For the moment he was reminded and was like, oh shit, did I leave them there? Oh fuck. And from him just being like, waving his hand, like, okay, you're free of Egypt. They still would have celebrated you. (laughs) He fucking fucking heard the the Israelites. He was like, oh yeah, they're there. Wait a second. Oh, I I have the the inspiration is struck. I have a fucking great idea. <laughs> oh shit, Satan! Check my check my calendar. How long have they been there, uh, sir? I believe they've been there for four hundred and thirty years. <laughs> oh my god, I was too busy trying to beat Dark Souls three with a dagger. I forgot they were there. <laughs> Dude, he had he, he he fucking saw an opportunity and he went for it. He. I'm convinced that if God didn't want to do Passover, the fucking Israelites would still be in Egypt. <laughs> he probably heard of he probably heard them and was like, "Oh, I can do something with this. I could extract some clout from the situation." <laughs> oh my God! What a fucking creedin! All right, now and also it's like they even a simple celebration. It has like this whole set of fucking rules. <laughs> It's very he had a vision. He knew he knew what he wanted to to happen. He had the symbology down, he had the background down. He really didn't want any leavened bread anywhere near the fucking thing. Don't he eat knew- leavened bread, put blood out in the doorstep, don't collect two hundred, don't pass go. 
first sheep, firstborn sheep. Don't break its bones. Uh, put it all in a stew. Don't let it leave the house. <laughs> but the real fucking loser in this whole situation are the four fucking burros. The burro. Like, imagine you're just like you're just a, you're just a donkey, just like hee-haw your whole life, like in complete peace, and then like all this shit happens to you. And then once, like, your kin finally make it out of Egypt where all the terrible shit was happening to you, they gotta, like, what the, what does it say they gotta do to the poor fucking donkey? Gotta, like, break its bone Gotta something? break its fucking neck under oh some God. obscure circumstances. Like, it's just a poor fucking donkey, holy shit. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Alright, they're out of Egypt, are we done now? <laughs> Is the Pharaoh finally done with? Thank, I, thankfully, we get to have some more plot now. Are, are you ready? I, good. I was just getting tired of the Pharaoh. Oh, oh, wait. Actually, that's the end of the episode. Oh. <laughs> that was a pretty good note. Too, no, no more plot today. <laughs> well, Juan, did you like uh, Passover? What was your favorite part of Passover? <laughs> <laughs> The part where they finally leave the fucking dumbass Pharaoh behind. But actually, it's God, because he's the one hardening his heart. See, that's what I mean. Like, I dislike the Pharaoh, but it's the fucking hand of God forcing him. So, oh my God. It's so frustrating to read. Juan, I see that you weren't as excited about Passover as God was. Uh, did you... Did you Did you not see the vision? Did you... Uh... <laughs> Are you a, are you are you are you an irredeemable sinner? Like what's going on here, buddy? What's what's the disconnect? <laughs> Look, I'm sorry, but I'm just a huge fan of leavened bread. I love uh, it when it rises. I love the yeast. I love when the yeast goes and rises on the bread. Ah, that'll do it. Like actually, like so many fucking people in history, I will kill for some leavened bread. People have. People will again. Well, right now we're uh, we're witnessing sandstorms in fucking Illinois, so it probably won't be too long before <laughs> Dust Bowl Two comes it comes out. Ooh, watch out <laughs> for boils! It was dust that did it. Oh shit! Fuck! <laughs> My perfectly beautiful sun-kissed skin. You might want to keep an eye on your burro just in case, though. <laughs> it's that time, but it's that t- it's it's those conditions where uh, you know anything could happen to a to a to a burro. Well, I gotta sharpen my staff so when everybody tries to uh, take my loving bread, I can call upon the fucking nine plagues upon them. <laughs> Which would only be affected from people from like, from like Arkansas and Tennessee that never, you know, don't suffer the nine plagues that all the coastal states seem to suffer from. Because <laughs> like I can't, th- I can't throw in a fire on Oregon, you know. I can't throw in a plague on New York. Done I can't threaten done. their firstborn dead on Chicago. That happens anyways. <laughs> oh, no. It's the lake. <laughs> you can't fucking threaten Cleveland with a river of blood. <laughs> it's already got a river of blood. Uh, I can't threaten Indiana with fucking Lotus, because that just happened. <laughs> I can't fucking threaten Florida or Louisiana with frogs. They'll be happy to have them. <laughs> they'll be like oh shit some poor some poor rapper from Atlanta is gonna be like I can finally eat today oh <laughs> uh, man Juan thanks for podding with me and again thanks for uh, inviting me here 
Hope you liked learning about the Passover. Hope hope Pharaoh uh, doesn't change his mind again. Yeah, well, for as much as I should on this, this was a fun chapter. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. I should have brought I, the Passover instructions. The, I, I, I literally just forgot them right now. Next few episodes... doesn't matter to me. Next few episodes are going to be good. If you liked this, I think you'll like... Or if you like the back half of this, you're really going to like some of the some of the episodes to come. All right. Well, I guess we'll see you next time. Goodbye, y'all.